Letters 40 to 41 of The Power of Sympathy, or The Triumph of Nature Founded in Truth, by William Hill Brown. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Letter 40. Mrs. Holmes to Myra. Bellevue having presented you with several observations on seduction i think it will not be mal a propos to consider the question in another point of view and discover how a woman may be accessory to her own ruin it is hardly worth while to contend about the difference between the meaning of the terms accessory and principal the difference in fact is small but when a woman by her imprudence exposes herself she is accessory for though her heart may be pure, her conduct is a tacit invitation to the seducer. Educated in the school of luxury and pride, the female heart grows gradually torpid to the fine feelings of sensibility. The blush of modesty wears off, the charms of elegant simplicity fade by degrees, and the continual hurry of dissipation supersedes the improvement of serious reflection reflection is a kind of relaxation from frolicking it encourages the progress of virtue and upholds the heart from sinking to depravity we may lay it down as a principle that that conduct which will bear the test of reflection and which creates a pleasure in the mind from a consciousness of acting right is virtuous and she whose conduct will not bear this test is necessarily degenerating and she is assenting to her destruction let a lady be liberal or even magnificent according to her circumstances or situation in life but let the heart remain uncorrupt let her not be contaminated by wealth ambition or splendour she may then take a happy retrospect of her conduct her heart cannot upbraid her and the suffrage of her own mind is a convincing proof that she has not strayed from the path of virtue happy they who can thus reflect who can recall to view the scenes that are past and behold their actions with reiterated satisfaction they become ambitious of excelling in everything virtuous because they are certain of securing a continual reward for as a mighty river fertilizes the country through which it passes and increases in magnitude and force until it empty itself into the ocean so virtue fertilizes or improves the heart and gathers strength and vigor by continual progression until it centre in the consummation of its desires dazzled by the glitter of splendor and unmindful of the real charms of economy and simplicity the female heart sighs for the enjoyment of fashion and flutters to join the motley train of pleasure but how is it deluded by empty deceptions like the fruit which sprang up in the infernal regions beautiful to the eye but which left upon the taste bitter ashes and was followed by repentance a great quantity of this kind of fruit presents itself to my rashly judging sex and it frequently happens that their hearts have as little inclination to resist the temptation as our general parent to refuse the fatal apple we do not rouse to our aid fortitude to enable us to surmount the temptation 
but yield ourselves to a kind of voluntary slavery hence it is observable that a woman is often unhappy in the midst of pleasures and petulant without cause that she is trifling in matters of the highest importance and the most momentous concern is considered futile as whim and caprice may chance to dictate the progress of female luxury however slow it may appear unless timely checked works with infallible and destructive advances the rule we at first adopted might perhaps answer this check for by the examination thus recommended we behold the dangers of a continuation of such conduct ruin and contempt the invariable concomitants of vice and immorality proclaim the denunciations on a prosecution of it let us examine the gradual steps and the consequences of female luxury a desire to be admired is the first behold a woman surrounded by her worshippers receiving the sacrifice of adulation what was given her at first as a compliment she now demands as her due she finds herself disappointed and is mortified the first desire still predominating she attaches herself to the votaries of pride who direct their feet in the paths of extravagance and irreligion thus sunk into effeminacy and meanness she forfeits her virtue rather than her pride thus terminates the career of a woman whose mind is debilitated and whose life is expended in the pursuit of vanity it is said of some species of american serpents that they have the power of charming birds and small animals which they destine for their prey the serpent is stretched underneath a tree it looks steadfastly on the bird their eyes meet to separate no more the charm begins to operate the fascinated bird flutters and hops from limb to limb till unable any longer to extend its wings it falls into the voracious jaws of its enemy this is no ill emblem of the fascinating power of pleasure surrounded with temptation and embarrassed in her circumstances a woman of dissipation becomes less tenacious of her honour and falls an easy prey to the fascinating power of the seducer having traced to you my dear myra the rise advancement and termination of pleasure and pride in the female heart it appears almost unnecessary to remark that this conduct cannot bear the test of reflection and serious examination we may however observe on the contrary that a woman who advances a few steps often hurries on still further to prevent thought this bars the way to a return to that conduct which can give pleasure on recollection she behaves to herself as the populace did formerly to women suspected of witchcraft they were tied neck and heels and thrown into the river if they swam they were hung for witches if they sank they were acquitted of the crime but were drowned in the experiment so when we only suspect our hearts of an error we plunge still deeper into the sea of dissipation to prevent the trial of that conduct which impartial reason and judgment would approve notwithstanding i give this instance of an encouragement for virtue yet in all those i have mentioned is a woman accessory to her ruin do not imagine my dear myra that i mean to argue against all pleasure 
many of us set out on a principle of false delicacy and destructive rivalship we cannot behold a fine woman without wishing to appear finer a laudable emulation in the conduct of all women is extremely praiseworthy it stimulates them in line of their duty increases vivacity and good humour and ambition thus directed and pursued i beg leave to designate a female virtue because it is productive of the most happy consequences but it sometimes happens that particular virtues lose themselves in their neighbouring vices and this laudable emulation degenerates into destructive rivalship a genteel handsome woman deservedly shares the esteem and admiration of all men but why should this esteem and admiration justly paid to merit give us disquiet the answer is ready that desire to be admired so predominant in all females by degrees works itself into the ruling passion and precludes from the mind the particular virtue of emulation for why a woman who merits the love of the world should draw on her the disapprobation of many of her own sex can be accounted for by no other principle than the mean pitiful passion of envy this may possibly give rise to defamation it is astonishing how this practice prevails among a few persons because it is known by experience to prove subversive of its very intention the arrows of envy recoil upon herself how foolish must that woman appear who depreciates the merit of another that she may appear unrivalled she rises up the dikes of ill-nature and inundates the land with a flood of scandal but unhappily drowns herself in the event i leave it to the result of your observation my dear myra whether the woman who is first to develop her stores of defamation and through false emulation the first to traduce a woman of real merit and virtue is not also the first who becomes a scandal to herself and consequently the first that is condemned how opposite are the pursuits and rewards of her who participates in every rational enjoyment of life without mixing in those scenes of indiscretion which give pain on recollection whose chemical genius leads her to extract the poison from the most luxuriant flowers and to draw honey even from the weeds of society she mixes with the world seemingly indiscriminately and because she would secure to herself that satisfaction which arises from a consciousness of acting right she views her conduct with an eye of scrutiny though her temper is free and unrestrained her heart is previously secured by the precepts of prudence for prudence is but another name for virtue her manners are unruffled and her disposition calm temperate and dispassionate however she may be surrounded by the temptations of the world adieu letter forty one harrington to worthy boston pray that the sun of thursday may rise propitious that it may gild the face of nature with joy it is the day that beholds thy friend united in the indissoluble bands of hymen let this auspicious day be ever sacred no mourning no misfortune happen on it let it be marked for triumphs and rejoicings let happy lovers even keep it holy choose it to bless their hopes and crown their wishes 
it is the day that gives me harriet forever adieu end of letters forty and forty one